Hey guys, don't fast forward this. This is a huge opportunity I want to tell you guys about with Jobber, our show sponsor for today. I'm excited to share Boost by Jobber, Jobber's new $100,000, yes, hundred grand grant program, which is built to help launch, grow, and strengthen small home service businesses. Almost entrepreneurs, new business owners, and experienced business owners are all invited to apply for grants ranging from $1,000 to twenty grand. In August 2021, Jobber will be announcing 20 recipients and will be following along with the winner's story, seeing how the funding impacts their business, whether you're seeking new equipment, marketing dollars, launching a new service team, or financial relief. Your reasons for applying will be personal and unique to your business. You can go to boostbyjobber.com and it takes only five minutes to fill out an application. Make sure you guys go look in our show notes, get the link, and take advantage of this sweet free money opportunity from Jobber. Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses have to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Well, what's going on, everybody? Alex Kirby here, host of the Down to Business podcast that you're listening to right now, where we take your business and make it our business. We get into areas like finance, marketing, hiring, firing, and everything in between to help you grow your business and make your life better all the way through. My name is Alex Kirby. I am an owner of Trifecta Landscaping and Pure Media Solutions. And today, we have a very special guest, really excited, from up north, the North Pole to me, David Mormon. Uh, he's from Surrey, BC, British Columbia. He is the owner of Revive Washing, and he also does business coaching um, with people throughout the country and uh, North America. So, David, thank you so much, man, for being on the show. Yeah, Alex, good to be here, man. I'm looking forward to uh, getting in the weeds here with you. No, no pun intended, right? Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> we're seeing a ton of a ton of that right now. It's uh. Today it's a little cold here, but I bet you it's colder there. But we've been having 75 degree days, which is wow. unreal. And I'm sure it's still what in the 40s, probably there. Yeah, we're we're still a little cold here, but the sun's on its way. That's good, man. Well, David, I want to have you on the show. We met, um, you know, through a really cool thing the other day, and I actually haven't even gotten to talk to people about how cool the opportunity we had the other day. We got to be on the Jobber, uh, I guess, influencer panel, sort of, where we got to talk to their entire team. And when they told us this, I don't know if you, I would like to hear. I didn't know we'd be talking to the whole team. Did you know that? Not, not a clue, man. My wife was making fun of me. She's like, "You never read your emails. You don't know what you're signing up for." But I thought it was just. I actually didn't even know. I actually thought we were just filming a little interview for some future content. Dang, I see. I, I knew we were talking to. I thought we were talking to maybe like a department, like the customer relations or service team or whatever. But then, right. you know, when we got on the call and I see 400 people <laughs> on the Zoom, I was like, man, this is crazy. So that's where David and I met. And um, man, what a it was a really cool experience. And, and you know, people people laugh at me about talking about Jobber um, sometimes in the landscaping world. But, but I've been so impressed with Jobber about what they care about mean and they actually do it. You know what I mean? Like you hear a jobber talk about in their emails and the stuff they say is like, Oh, our team really matters. Our culture matters. But then for them to pay their people for whatever it was, a couple hours, an hour and a half to listen to us, just talk to them. I mean, that was pretty powerful. I felt like. 
It was cool, Alex. I think too, like it was amazing to actually be almost be immersed in their company culture. Yes. Like you would, Alex was dropping a, a gold nugget, you know, he'd say work on your business, not in it, you know, E-Myth style. And the chat would just be like 58 comments, like dropping gold nuggets. It was just like, <laughs> It was, it was almost this like infectious uh, energy coming through on, on the zoom call. So it was the most people I've ever been on a zoom call with, uh, hands down. That's for sure. Me too. I, and I, and I'm on a big zoom call every week. We have a business networking group I'm a part of that has 140. And so, um, that was by far the coolest, but that's, you know, Dave, that's where we met. And I'm just interested, you know, through our panel. And that's why I want to bring our content to our listeners today. We have listeners in over 30 countries, um, so we appreciate all those people listening and several hundred listeners a week, and we're hopefully getting to that thousand soon. But for the people listening, they're very consistent. So I want to shout out to our listeners right now, David, so you have some context. We have very consistent listeners who are here every Monday for an episode. And I think one of the areas that I've heard a few people message us about was, you know, especially during COVID is hiring and team team building. I don't want to say team culture necessarily, but how do I hire someone and how do I build a team? Not just hire people and have a team, but how do I build a team? How do I have more than just a, a couple people who show up and clock in, but how do I have people who are bought in and um, want to be here and want to be a part of something special? you know, with your team up there um, in Canada, I just thought you'd be a great guest. And so hopefully, uh, my hope is that this this episode's a little raw. I hope people kind of hear um, our struggles, our insecurities, our victories, you know, because, I mean, tell me what you think, but I think it building a team is the hardest thing about business, I think. I, I don't think the numbers is the hardest. I don't think getting customers is the hardest I don't think that um, culture is even necessarily the hardest because you can do some cool things. I think, but 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 creating a team atmosphere and continuing to build upon the last person you hired and making good fits and fitting the puzzle pieces together is really difficult because because it's a people driven thing and people are messy sometimes. Yeah, man. A hundred percent on all you just said. Yeah, uh, you know, I've been in the home service space now. This is my twelfth year. I've had a couple different painting businesses. We're now turning five years old with my with Revive, my pressure washing business. And I think it's something <clears throat> the hiring, the recruiting, the culture, it's just something you're never fully out of the woods on. You know, I almost feel like every time we turn our job ad off when we're like, hey, I think we're good something tends to happen with, with the team, you know, and mm. it's exactly what you said. It's a people, as much as I'm all, you know, coaching and get your systems in place, it's still a, a business very reliant on people. And I think recognizing that people are not robots, you can't program them, things come up. And, you know, to, to your point, I always say you need the three P's to grow your painting business, landscaping, pressure washing, whatever. So we need projects. So we need to get our marketing dialed and get projects in the door. We need our profit dialed in. So you got to know your numbers. You got to be a savage with your numbers, mm -hmm. especially as you onboard teams. Three though is, is kind of the asterisks. And the third is people, right? right? I think, I think to really have impact in this life, if you look at any of your mentors or heroes, 
typically they have people around them. They're looking up to them. They have a team of some in some capacity. And so that's our like million dollar question is how can Alex and I build out, how can you, the listener, build out your business with, with a team, with people? How do you attract great people and not, not just attract them? How do you actually be a really good boss and actually keep them? I think what I, I want to make sure what you just said about building out is, is more what I'm talking about than hiring. I just want to make that clear to our listeners because we've talked about hiring before and there's, you know, there's ways to hire, but building out a team, that is absolutely oh. the biggest challenge. And, and so like, what, what have you seen? I'd like to spit it at you, like in Canada, what are, mm-hmm. what's been the hardest thing or the, or the coolest thing, whatever arena you want to go from the coin, either the backside or the front side first about yep. building a team, not just finding bot people and getting bodies in there, but what's the biggest challenge or the biggest victory you've seen from building your team? Because, you know, like I said, I, I think it's so difficult uh, to have consistency. Yeah. yeah, it is, man. Uh, one, one victory I'll share just from a, from a team build out perspective, I always say, you know, a small business means big opportunity. So anytime we get someone in the door, we've recruited them. I'm already thinking, where can I put you in on the team, right? Any home service business is going to basically function in four departments. We've got marketing, admin, production and sales, right? And so when someone comes in the door on on the onboarding day, I'm already trying to figure out where this person could plug into our future organizational chart. So even though they're in the office today in 2021, I'm literally giving them a handout for Revive 2024. Well, let's let's saying, not blow past what you yeah. just said cuz like I've never even thought of it in those four arenas. You talk like that's amazing. I don't want to because I'll never remember to go back to this. You said yeah. a per a person on your team the for the second you interview them, four mm-hmm. four arenas: marketing, admin, production, and sales. Yep, maps. Wow, maps. That's what it stands for. Oh yeah, marketing. Okay, wow. And so and so yeah. Talk talk about go ahead. That. no, just talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I think like, as you grow your business, you got to be really clear what, what we call them different streams. So what stream you're actually in. So if you're the small guy running around, you're, you're setting up your Google AdWords, guess what? You're in the marketing stream. If you're running out to go blow off a driveway, cause you, your guys left clippings all over wherever you're doing a touch up, that's production. You're going out doing quotes that sales. So you got to be really clear with, what avenue you are in the business. And I also think if you look at, you know, the disc profile or predictive index, you know, or the, the, even the, the childhood book, uh, the treasure hunt, the treasure tree, I think every person is one of four animals. Mm. You're either a lion, a beaver, a golden retriever, or an otter. And so I'm literally sizing up this person when they're in our office for onboarding saying, look, you're hired for, a, let's just say a, a technician today. Okay. You're out in the field. You're going to get paid whatever an hour I'm showing them you could move from an assistant technician to a lead technician to production manager to quality supervisor and guess what if you tap out in production we've got all these other positions available we've got marketing position available we've got estimator position and look at this position way up here this is the general manager I'm looking for to develop a right-hand person and so you just like you create this buzz in your office of saying, like for us, we have 45 positions available 
four years from now that I want a 40 person company, 45 person company. Here's all the spots. And so you get this person, like we just onboarded this, this technician on Monday and his, his name's Josh. And Josh is saying, my goodness, this seems like a real business, you know, and hearing someone say that I didn't do anything special. I'm just showing him the org chart, the organizational chart that I've laid out and I'm showing him here's the vision. And, and that, that exercise alone will cause a lot of people just to catch fire within yeah. your, within your business. I love that. I, I, I try to do that too, is to show here's where you are. Here's where you can go. Cause I think that's the gasoline to a guy's fire, man. And, but I guess one of the challenges there is getting someone to stay long enough to prove themselves, not prove themselves exactly, but Hey, come in, learn, grow, earn people's respect in the next you'll be in line for that promotion. So how do you, is there a way like that you've convinced people to do that? Because we live in a culture now, uh, modern day 2021, where everyone wants that, that seven figure, you know, $70,000 paying job today instead of 12 months or 18 months from now when they've actually learned the skill. Totally, man. No, no one's learned uh, delayed gratification now, right? It's a, it's totally a lost art. Like you put the work in now, you get rewarded later. And that's why, you know, eight out of 10 businesses fail in the first five years is because it's like, wow, you actually need to like get, you need to walk through the mud for four and a half years until you actually start seeing some more success. Mm. So it, it's, a, it's a really tough thing, man. And, and I've hired over 130 staff now through my 12 years. And I, it's something I think I'm decent at, but I'm still by no means do I have the hiring, you know, completely figured out. So I think you got to recognize the cultural moment we're living through that everyone's seeing a buddy on Instagram in front of uh, Ferraris and Lamborghinis yeah. and that that's, oh, that's success or trips to Bora Bora in the huts. And, and you can have all this, all this cash money. And unfortunately, that's just not the case for most people. So especially in home services, it's like, it's a very down to earth, hands-on uh, people driven business. And so I think you need to recognize uh, the opportunity that you're presenting to somebody, but we I'll give a little hack here. We found a tremendous um, retention point in going with a flex schedule and I'll quickly unpack that. So we've brought in, two technicians now where we route them for 30 hours a week, four days in the field, you're crushing jobs, but Fridays are their flex day where we actually are training them in our sales development process to go out and do estimates, to get better talking to people, to read books like the E-Myth, like we're working on them as a person and also getting their help in our sales department. Mm. And that alone is like, okay, you know, we're now using your brain. We really need your brain, your people skills on the one day a week. And that that's helped keep some people around uh, longer than like I think they would have left prior if it was strictly manual labor all the time. Hey, guys, we want to thank Jobber for powering this episode and sponsoring the Down to Business podcast. If you want to go look in the show notes, you can get 20% off your first six months and a two-week free trial to try out Jobber, the place that we go for CRM software. That's invoicing, customer relations, quotes, 
you name it, Jobber is the place to run your business on a day-to-day basis and make more money. I want to thank Jobber again for being a great sponsor of the Down to Business Podcast. Let's talk about desperation. The biggest mistakes I've ever made have when I felt like I was in a corner hiring-wise and I was desperate and the person that came across my desk, I allowed the red lights that were flashing to turn yellow in my mind. You know what I mean? Like I knew there was things that I would normally not say yes to, but I convinced myself because of my circumstance that it wasn't, oh no, that can be smeared over. Oh no, we can work with that. Like, so t- how, talk to the guy who has like three employees that's really struggling to get two more. Um, and, and he's got the two guys that he really trusts. It's him and two guys, but he's really nervous or, or he can't find anybody else. And then, you know, Bo from down the street goes, Hey man, I've been doing this for 20 years. Why don't you let me handle it? Okay. That sounds great. Like, so j- I mean, what have you done? Like, have you ever felt that way or how do you sympathize oh, with that? hundred percent, man. It's, you know, we're, we're 14 people today. Uh, we'll probably bring on another one or two and we'll be, we'll be hopefully set for the year. But again, you bring on 15, 20 people as Alex and I are in your, uh, what's the chances there's going to be something come up with one of them every single day, like pretty, pretty high. Yeah. You can, you can bet on that. So as far as the desperation point, it, I'll, I'll frame it with a quick analogy. It's like if you've ever been on a on a date with a partner, say a girl who is is desperate, you can tell they're they're desperate. They want to you know progress the next level. Like they're a little bit maybe clingy versus the other girl <laughs> who's maybe playing a little harder to get. Why is that the girl that the guys are after? So it might be a silly analogy, but. People can tell when you are hiring from a place of desperation versus from a place of uh, presenting opportunities. And so, you know, let's let's say you have the three guys right now and you need two more. Step one, like getting to first base, I'd say is are your current guys, your current team, are they are they happy with the position? Like Mm -hmm. I'd start. I think businesses build themselves from the inside out. So we got to build out the guts of our company first. So. Before you bring on guy or girl number four, I would first be making sure those three are topped up. We say the acronym AIR, appreciation, inspiration, respect. You know, we like Alex and I talked about on the jobber panel, like people don't quit the company, they quit the manager. So you got to make sure you're being a, a, a bomb, awesome manager. So be checking in with your team, make, make sure that they're happy, they're filled up. So that's step one. Uh, step two, you got to, um, we do a pretty robust, you know, referral program with our team where we actually pay our current team members for bringing on their friends. And we've built out half our team that way from their friends. So, you know, the most powerful people in your network are not your Facebook friends. They're actually the friends of your Facebook friends and the same to your team members. Mm. So, you know, we, you don't have to break the bank, but I would suggest paying a referral fee anywhere from 250 bucks to a thousand dollars in our space. If they stay year round, that's uh, that, that would be fairly normal. So I would, I would look at doing something like that as well. Yeah, that's, we just, I just told my guys that just the other day, we just offered our first referral bonus. Uh, Cause nice. we're, de- you know, we really need not desperate. We really need two more guys to fill our team out to be at, mm-hmm 
that take us to 20 and um nice yeah yeah it's a weird year we're we're gonna we're not gonna grow as much as we've been growing a lot year over year uh mm-hmm. but we won't grow as much this year because the housing market here is so crazy and yeah. one of our biggest contracts or one of our three biggest three of our biggest contracts are all di- like real estate driven and so mm-hmm. we're gonna lose a ton of revenue because there's no houses on the market right now which right. is crazy i don't know what it's like in canada right now but like you know, you put a house on the market here in South Carolina where I'm at, you got 20 offers in 12 hours. It's it's same here, man. It's just a great time to sell a house, not a fun time to be buying a house. And, you know, we're we're seeing like our ideal avatar can't get on can't get on an airplane and take the family to Hawaii for Christmas or or summer vacation. So they're putting money into their house. So we we've stayed pretty busy, but we've also ran into some hiccups with with the the real estate side, like you said. So David, so talk a little bit about what's been your biggest challenge when it comes to your businesses. I mean, number one, when it comes to people, is it, we talked a little bit about this off air. Is it when your personality is a little bit different than your managers and guys, you know, hear from your voice and then hear from theirs and they're confused on which one. Cause I know for me mm-hmm. and my team, I am a very transparent, blunt, uh, Hey, here's how it is. I care about you, but here's how it is. I wouldn't say I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I used to be really aggressive, but I'd say over the last couple of years, I've gotten a lot less aggressive. I'm a little easier to like, you could probably take advantage of me a little bit easier. Um, mm-hmm. So like it, to me, that's my, no, so I guess I'll speak. That's my number one challenge is how is there consistency in the leadership messaging when there's different leaders, you know, like for someone listening right now, they might be the only, they might be the manager, owner and employee mm-hmm. and they've got two other people. But then for someone else listening like us, like I am in the office and my managers are my mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest struggle with people is, not it's not necessarily a bad thing, but just how do I get all of us on the same page of mm-hmm. messaging, communication, care for the employees? So I don't yeah. know, like, does that make sense? Like, what's your struggle it, over there? It does, man. So yeah, like I was saying off air for the listeners, like my my management style is um is probably airs on being a little bit too nice in that, you know, I think as a boss, you want to be, you won't, you want to be fair, right. You want to be compassionate. You want to be fair. And I think partnering with somebody who can toe the line a little bit more is always a, is a good idea. Uh, But not, not over the top, like we were talking, you know, you want to be able to, you got to hold accountability in your company. Like you can't have people just showing up whenever they want to and, doing an okay kind of job like that's just not going to fly so you need to have this like target you can point towards and saying like this is okay this is acceptable this is great work this is you know unacceptable and so we we utilize technology for that like we're on slack so we we use that too oh man it's so good we have a manager chat uh little dialogue with myself my two managers we do a round table one hour manager meeting in the office every week going through different concerns getting set up for the week and then uh, it's really hard as you grow guys like from retention a good way to like 
blow up your company the wrong way is to have this owner who's constantly meddling and like sticking your nose in all these situations. Like you got three people in the business, right? Technician, manager, entrepreneur. We need to grow your business. You need to keep your head in entrepreneur mode as much as you can. I will jump in to management when needed, uh, when my manager might need help or anything, but Typically, you really need to try stick to that chain of command where your crews will talk to the managers for like literally everything. And then uh, if there's something, the manager can then talk to you, the owner, the entrepreneur. Now, if you're not working on your Q2 activities, I say Q2 are not urgent, but very important activities. So this is all e-myth working on your business. If you don't know what you're doing in that quadrant, you're going to actually sacrifice time and start meddling in the manager arena versus me. I have like 16 initiatives over here in entrepreneur land. I just physically do not have the time to jump in and start ripping stuff apart in my business. Like you hire a manager to take that hat off of manager and put it on your manager. So you got to let your team lead. And sometimes that even means letting them fail. Case in point example, my manager hired an employee I thought would not be very good. Did I voice that opinion? I did. I said, honestly, I have concerns for this person for A, B, and C. I can see what you see with D, E, and F, but I think A, B, and C. And I said, you're the manager, make the call. He chose to hire this person. And now we're a week in with this person. And he just called me yesterday and said, you know what, Dave, I think you might have some validity validity in what you said. We're having this issue and this issue. So I said, I don't care who's right. I just said, let's let's make a decision at the margin that's best for the business. So we'll see what happens in that situation. But it was almost like in my head, I expressed concern. Yet I'm not going to say, you know what, I'm jumping and do not hire because of it's just it's not my style to be babysitting and micromanaging. So I think you want to transition to like, you, your big transition guys for football analogy, we're moving you from quarterback to coach, right? So the coach doesn't just throw on his uniform and jump in and start taking snaps, right? He, unfortunately, he needs to go through the quarterback. So you got to follow that proper chain of command as you scale up. You know, David's talking about that quarterback and coach analogy. I, I think it's one of the hardest things you look at, um, like Drew Brees, right? He's a quarterback for the Saints and just retired. And he's going to be an analyst. And I, I just wonder how hard it is for like a quarterback at, at that level. You know, and I'm not saying we're at that level as business owners, but at that level, is it easier to just go analyze the game rather than try to recoach it? You don't see a lot of high level NFL players go and be coaches. You know what I mean? That's interesting, like to think about. You, you see more baseball players who were high level. Um, go on and be managers, but you don't see it in football. And it's something interesting to think about um, because especially at the quarterback position, I think this is probably why that is such a mentally like anomaly of a position. Like those people are basically geniuses when it comes to uh, football in comparison to like normal human beings minds. So I don't think they can get what's in their head and, and coach other people, but in baseball, you know, baseball, uh, it's very similar. Every position's a little different, but they're all, I mean, it's all kind of the same. And so that's why that's interesting. I haven't thought about that, but when it comes to our businesses, I want to talk about this one, one more point uh, that we were just talking about 
is I, I think the biggest struggle I've had, and this is where I'm, I'll talk a little transparent over the last 45 days and maybe, maybe even three months has been how exhausting and labor intensive home and services can be home trades and services can be. And, you know, there's always something to pick up. There's always something to get fixed. There's always a quote to do that seems urgent. Um, for us, everything is time sensitive because if you don't get this done today, then your schedule tomorrow gets messed up. Um, so I don't know, like for me, and I'm asking you here, like, what, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with, uh, one of the best quotes I ever heard was, um, you know, there's a difference between an inferno and a fire and some fires can wait until tomorrow and infernos cannot cause they'll start a, a wildfire. And that helped me prioritize, you know, little things can wait till tomorrow and big things have to be done. And there's a difference between the two. But I don't know, like, how do you deal with that struggle, David? Because I know, I'm sure you feel the same weight I do with, it's exhausting, you know, it's exhausting. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. It, it doesn't matter, guys, wherever you, wherever you get to in your business. I think, again, from a macro level, I think, rec- like, we're up in the helicopter looking down on our business. I think just ultimately knowing that the home services is in, is inherently very hands-on, like I said, and knowing that there are very, very, very large limits to scalability. And you do see some companies that bust through and put a hundred trucks on the road. And I'm not saying that's impossible, but it's very, very, very difficult and a, and a very acquired set of skills, like Alex was saying. So I think for the small guy, fighting the the good fight, even as we are, you know, still, still relatively a small business. I think what it comes down to is figuring out what this thing looks like when it's built up. And I think don't just say like, Oh, $10 million, because it sounds good. Like actually figure out what do you, you know, now what you need to pay people, you know, what a manager needs to make, you know, how, what a truck costs, like literally figure out, is that two trucks? Is it five? Is it 10, 20, whatever it is. And for me, I defined what I want to get from my business, from Revive, how many trucks, what it looks like when it's built. And then whether, you know, we see what the future holds from there, we'll, we'll see. But I, I want to fight this good fight because I think you can set it up with with people. But I also think you're never going to be out of, of the woods from dealing with problems. And the role I want to be in in my company long term is like a coaching model where I'm coaching people. I'm mentoring them. I'm helping them grow. But I think you need to recognize that this is a very transient business. Employees fly in and out all the time. And you think, why has an Amazon or a Google or an Apple not yet cracked our industry? And I think it will still take some number of years for that to happen is because you can't just go on Amazon and click a button and schedule all your yard maintenance, like, cause there, there are, you're dealing with people again, you know, and you're going to get the one bucket Bob handyman coming out for that service who his limit to scale, he can't go and take on 3000 of these jobs cause he needs 30 more of himself. So I think just recognizing where that sweet spot is for your business and then finding peace to build that out. And I think if you truly are entrepreneurial, it's going to be very tempting to look left and right. Like for Alex and I, 
in the coaching space. I also like doing real estate endeavors. There's a few other businesses that interest me. So I think don't get distracted, but also don't be naive to opportunities. Cause I think if you look at wealth, you don't, you don't get wealthy from having a grass cutting business or me having a pressure washing business that that's not wealth. It's cash creation that I'm then pushing into real estate endeavors or other investments that I want to make. So I think being clear on what's the purpose of this business for me, it's again, income generation skills to practice leading a team, but it's totally stressful, man. Like I set off call, I had a sales rep hired. We onboarded who just ghosted me yesterday. I'm like, we now have 42 quotes in our schedule that I'm probably going to have to go deal with in the next week because this guy didn't show up. So it's just like, that's the frustration you're constantly dealing with. You, you think about it at midnight in the middle of the night, you think about it. I was up about 5 30 AM this morning. Cause I know today's going to be a doozy and I got to put out these fires. So uh, you're, you're never out of it. It doesn't mean you shouldn't fight for it, but I think you should be pretty realistic on, the challenges there are growing this thing and also knowing yes. you're, you're not alone either. Like there, there's millions of service businesses on earth and just knowing we all have the same problems. I don't care if you have a, a weed whacker in your hand, a paintbrush or a pressure washer, every single business has this, this, this uh, trouble to deal with. Hmm, that's good, David. Yeah. A purpose. I think what you just said about purpose and, and figuring out, why you're doing what you're doing that helps you push through the the tough days. I know it does for me because, I mean, like you said, at 530, I'm more of a night guy. So there's many nights where I don't – we'll talk about this another time, but I'm pretty big on family. And so when I get home, mm-hmm. uh, my wife and daughter and my wife's expecting our second child, mm-hmm. I'm hanging out. I have another phone. I hang out with them. I leave my work phone in my truck. The second she goes to sleep and they're both asleep, I'm like, hey, I'm going to work two more hours. Nice. So, you know, I'm a, but yeah, it's hard to push through and, and my purpose, your purpose is what helps you push through is, mm-hmm. is and, I, and I, man, that's great stuff, David. Well, David, man, I really appreciate you being on this episode of the podcast, brother. And, uh, you know, it's really refreshing. And I, I think this could be one of our best episodes when it comes to guys getting a lot of uh, refreshing, transparent lifting off their shoulders because they heard someone else say it type of content. So quickly, David, if you'll give our listeners your handles for social media where they can find you and follow you and get some inspiration. Yeah, guys, girls, it's a home service business coach, everything. So Facebook, Instagram, um, or home service business coach.com. You can always get a hold of me. So I'm always, uh, always happy to chat. Cool, brother. Well, again, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Down to Business Podcast, where your business is our business, and we appreciate you for being a listener. Please go leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.